Hello, it's you know who. Chris and I just want to apologize for missing a week in our scheduled recordings, but we're back and we're here to stay. Please enjoy the episode. Welcome to episode, still not sure, of Doubly Negative. As always, I'm your host, Chris, here with my friend Kyle. Kyle, how are you? I'm well, Chris. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm a little uh, groggy. I took a nap before we started mm. because a little sleepy and uh, ate a lot of food, so I'm full and groggy. Mm. But other than that, I'm doing all right. And the food is, um, I have a, a fresh perspective on how much that affects me because uh, I had a pretty good week like of dieting. I, it's a solid week because we scheduled a cheat day, Tika and I. Yeah. And cheat cheat day was yesterday. So I had a full week of like mental clarity. Oh, I'm eating less. I'm eating higher quality food. I feel better. And then we went out to eat, which was okay. But then later that night, she's like, oh, we should order this extremely unhealthy food at 11 p.m. Is that the um, food that you were telling us about last episode and then you told me about when I texted you? It's grilled bread filled with Nutella or blueberry jam or some shit and then coated in sugar and fried. Yeah, that and, sounds uh, brutal. It's delicious. Um, but I just went to bed with like a lump in my stomach and then I woke up with heartburn. I've been gassy and I just... Uh, yeah, food affects you. That's my point. Food affects you. It's uh, I and think the, I was the first one to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, wow, this is groundbreaking. Breaking news: If you eat bad food, you feel worse. Um, yeah. But no, the cheat days always feel way worse on you when you have been eating healthy. Mm. Um, speaking of lumps in stomach, I'm almost certain I have a hernia. That intro we were talking about last episode. Really? <laughs> almost certain, but. I haven't gotten it checked out yet, so I don't want to say for sure I have a hernia, but I did the old Google and see what I have thing. So that's another reason why I don't want to 100% say it, but almost certain. So you got something protruding? or That's the thing. I can't really find anything protruding, but everything else on that symptom list, I'm nailing. Like it was my groin, but when I cough, I feel a pain in my lower abdomen. So it might be, I don't know. I'm calling my doctor tomorrow because I have an appointment coming up soon anyway. Go me. I have an appointment for the doctors. I didn't set up. My wife had to set up for me. And I'm going to ask if I can come in sooner. So I'm going to see if I actually have a hernia. But Damn. I don't know. I'll play poor me. Like I, I hope I need surgery so I can just have Michelle take care of me for a couple couple days at least. Yeah. Oh, I'm so hurt. I just had major surgery. You know, poor me. It's funny. I just remembered I had like uh I guess it's an irrational phobia of uh of hernias for a while when I was a kid because there's an episode of Friends where Joey got a hernia and they portrayed it as extremely painful. And I don't know if it maybe it's not necessarily always extremely painful, but they portrayed it as like really, really bad. And uh, I was just always like, I don't want to get a hernia. I don't want to get a hernia. <laughs> because oh, so Joey, I've never had an irrational fear of it until a few years ago. The company I was working for, the CFO, his son had a hernia and died. Yeah. Because his intestines ended up like ripping through important organs and then he died. 
imagine. So that thought's not going through my head because it's been like a week, almost two weeks now, actually. But so you think you got it from squatting? I don't know. I don't know if, if a hernia is something you feel like when it happens, because I didn't feel it during my workout at all. And then I didn't feel it the next day. And then after soccer, I felt, oh, something's wrong. In Friends, Joey definitely felt it when it was happening. Um, so so my, my my whole knowledge of hernia comes from Friends. When Joey Tribbiani got a hernia from, I think he was bench pressing. Did you like that show? I loved it. It's corny as fuck. It's pretty good, though, too. No, there are some funny moments, but it is the what internet it is. likes to hate on it because it's popular. And I think that's just the cool thing to do on the internet is have an opposing opinion. Well, tell me why it's bad and I'll listen. But I don't I don't think it's bad. Argument. Michelle yeah. had watched it and I had kept caught episodes here and there. And I was like, oh, this is kind of funny. But some Ooh. people just like to hate on things because it's popular. Have you ever had one of those friends that you'll listen to something, watch something? And, you, and you'll think to yourself, this is amazing. And then they'll tear it apart just because they think it's cool to have a differing opinion. That drives me nuts. I've been that guy. Uh, really? Pro- probably a lot more than people have done it to me. Yeah, I think I've been that guy. Fuck you, Kyle. Uh, well, the first thing that comes to mind, even when I was saying, like, tell me why it's bad, is I'm thinking of myself doing it because I do that about Big Bang Theory. I think that show fucking sucks. That show's awful. But, that, no, you're, but you're, in your, you're right about that. But I don't know because if someone said the same thing to me, like, tell me why it's bad, I don't know if I can actually tell you why it's bad. It's just I hate it. Um, Here's what I would say. Sense? Yeah, please. Give me, give me a reason why it's bad. Google the show. Google Big Bang Theory without laugh track. Watch it and tell me what uh, you think. I thought you might say that. Yeah, I thought you might say that. It's fucking it's, idiots. Yeah, painful to watch that and I, I second that recommendation anyone who hasn't seen that it's 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 funny how bad it is it's not funny it's more funny at how horrible it is than the show itself yeah. is funny and if it's not obvious already what the video is they took big bang theory and they play a couple scenes and they just remove the laugh track the, the the audience fake laughter after every joke so instead of they they say something and then ha, 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 ha it's just dead silence for like 5 seconds and it's so weird and awkward and just bad yeah they do that with friends too but i honestly think friends has a few moments where it's actually genuinely funny that might be a good metric then uh yeah and you know what other people say um well you don't know so i'm going to tell you um, people say two and a half men sucks and I totally disagree with that up until Charlie Sheen's gone I have a hard After time Charlie with Sheen's network gone, TV shows yeah. in general that might be the last one I ever watched I definitely I don't even have access to them anymore but I did really like two and a half men for a while Charlie Sheen was a character huh yeah. No one knew until like the 2000s and he blew up and was like, I have AIDS. I do a lot of drugs. This is me. Alive. I think so. I think I feel like we would have heard about it. Yeah. I feel like we would have heard sure. about it. Yeah. Google is Charlie <laughs> Sheen alive. I feel like I should like know. Because he could have died there. Yeah. <laughs> that could have been a moment where I was like, oh, rest in peace, Charlie Sheen. 
Uh, there is an article, Charlie Sheen dead 2022, actor killed by celebrity death hoax. So what does that mean? Does that mean there's a hoax saying he's dead, but he's not actually? Dude, this article was today. That's so weird. What? That's so weird. Are we now tied into the case on who killed Charlie Sheen? I think we might be creating the news. Wow. Yeah, rumors of the actor's alleged demise gained traction on Saturday after a rest in peace Charlie Sheen Facebook page attracted nearly 1 million likes. (laughs) That's probably a Russian troll farm. Yeah, so he's not dead. Um, On Sunday, March 27, the actor's reps officially confirmed that Charlie Sheen is not dead. That's today for you, right? I think so. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm I'm in the future. Yeah, you are in the future. So what happens to me in the next day? You're in the future. Have uh, I messaged you? Um, let me check. Yeah, you said it is a hernia and you're... Oh, no, that's that's a bad joke to make. I'm not going to make that joke. I'll knock on some wood. Looks like you are dead. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I was... Thinking. Yeah. You said, please carry on the podcast and my legacy. Ba, 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 ba. Let me get to the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that's funny that we weren't sure if Charlie Sheen was dead and then there was a hoax going on saying Charlie Sheen was dead. So we cracked the code. You're going to hear this in a few weeks because we're pretty much pretty far ahead at this point as far as episodes go. So when you hear this in four weeks, just know that if you're reading something about Charlie Sheen, he's certainly alive with AIDS. Uh, Yeah, and that's a whole other topic. You didn't watch that documentary I, I mentioned, did you? No, because I was going to ask you about it yesterday, but I forgot because I forgot the name of it. I don't know if I want to get into that i don't know if i want you to get into it either (laughs) i don't know if i want you to get into it either well i'll just say this (laughs) no that's not a good way to start it's not a good way rogan had a guy on um okay we're automatically people hate us when you start with that we just just lost the whole liberal audience you know what this is this is how i'm gonna do it (laughs) i'm gonna say it without it coming from me here's ready this is gonna be very skillful I hope so. Joe Rogan had a man named Peter Dusenberg, I believe, on his podcast uh, at least a year or two ago. And Peter Dusenberg is a an accredited medical doctor who claims that AIDS does not exist, I believe. He claims that AIDS is essentially a conspiracy. I think what he says is that when it came about in the in the 80s or whenever it was, he said that a lot of gay men were dying. And he said that it, the real reason for their deaths was because of a lowered immune system, not because of HIV AIDS, but because of excessive partying and the, the use of amyl nitrates, uh, poppers. And uh, the documentary that I mentioned to you is called House of Numbers. It, uh, it, it's, it's built upon this idea that HIV AIDS is is not what we've been told it is and uh it's a very interesting documentary i did a little research afterwards because i i took it at face value and then i i I tried to read the other side like controversy of this um what are other people saying and it's uh, some people say it's absolute bullshit some people say um even a lot of people that appeared in the documentary have gone back on what they said they said they were misrepresented and da 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 and uh i i don't know it is a very interesting documentary, and some people 
say there's a, a disconnect with AIDS and HIV. So when you said Joe Rogan had, a lot of people turned their ears off and they went, fuck that guy. Whatever he says is wrong. Is, is it really like that? Yeah. With Joe Rogan? Yeah. Neil Damn. Diamond or Neil Young? Is it Neil Diamond or Neil Young? Diamond. No, I think, is it Neil? Wait, who's Neil Young? Who is it? <laughs> I don't know. Is that somebody? Oh, man, we are off our game today. No, because Neil Diamond, I just remember um, forgetting Sarah Marshall where they were obsessed with Neil Diamond, the singer. Well, um, my D- Dave Pukta has like a, a Neil Diamond tattoo. <laughs> really? I don't think it was Neil right? Neil Young. It was Neil Young. Okay, so Neil Diamond is the guy that they're obsessed with and forgetting Sarah Marshall when they have like the jacket and the... Diamond is Sweet Caroline. That's hilarious. Like that show, that movie is dumb, but the fact that they have that obsession over Neil Diamond is kind of hilarious. Yeah, and, and my friend Dave does too. Yeah. Does, does he actually, or is that ironic? He seems like someone that would get an ironic tattoo. I think it's mostly ironic. Okay. I love it. Fucking, fucking hipster. It. Okay. Bastard. So Neil Young, not Neil Diamond, hates Joe Rogan, disavows Joe Rogan completely, said, Spotify, get my music off. Unless you stop spreading this misinformation. So just know that Neil Young fucking hates you for even bringing that up. Mm-hmm. Are you okay with that? I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it too. Fuck Neil Young. Mm-hmm. And the whole, th- uh, I don't know. I don't want to talk about this for too long, especially because I don't even know what I think about it personally. But there is one thing that I think is kind of undeniable about the HIV AIDS thing. And that is the way it was portrayed in the media and to the public when it first came out is clearly wrong and is basically lying based on what we know today, because there was a huge public health scare where people were, you know, HIV and AIDS were demonized and people were paranoid of it. Like they they could get it easily. Um, there was this whole campaign. It was like, you can get it from one time. I think it was about sex, even men and women. You can, you can get it just, it only takes once, but, uh, the, the, the agreed upon science now is not even any controversy. Even the people who say this documentary is bullshit. They will say man and a woman without a condom, one of them has AIDS. You're still not going to get it. It's like one in a thousand. Yeah. The chances of actually getting it really so yes so my super brain up. still thinks if you even come in close contact with someone with age you're dead no it has to be uh it has to be blood so i think i could be completely wrong about this this could be bullshit but i think for it to happen in sex it has to be like you got a cut on your dick they've got a cut on their whatever so that's why it happens in in gay guys more often because they do the anal uh okay. I hope this is right. I hope I'm not just, <laughs> but it's because it's, it's uh, so, so anal sex makes it a lot more likely because of the tearing. Um, okay. That's, that's what I understand anyway. But, uh, but yeah, the whole campaign, the whole fear campaign, looking back on it, I think even the people that say this documentary is total bullshit would have to say that campaign was lies. It was an attempt to make the public believe a certain thing. And that might have certain 
applications today. That's all I'll say. I was going to say, sounds a little familiar, Kyle. It sounds a little familiar, but we will not get into that either because guess what? We don't want to give more work to Jake. So, moving on. COVID's a hoax. Moving on. Oh, (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Where did it go? Putin clearly cured it when he invaded Ukraine because we don't hear about it anymore. (laughs) You're you're on a roll, buddy. (laughs) Someone tweeted that the other day and I laughed. I think we just gotta we just gotta get back on track. The government killed JFK and we just gotta talk about okay. No, no. Have you seen the documentary that the guy put on? Uh, it was on Showtime, but I think it got taken down. I totally think the government killed JFK. <laughs> totally. Like, there's no way that they didn't. Me too. I haven't even looked into it. I just believe it. I just, I think you're just right. Just believe it? Okay. No more conspiracy talk. Uh, Putin cured COVID. Um, we haven't been to the moon. Um, <laughs> I think... Uh, uh, have we? No. So, you know, how's the... Are you okay? How's the what? <laughs> the gym. You've been working out, and no, uh, I just told you I have a hernia potentially. The 9/11 was an inside job. The, the hernia does it hurt <laughs> a lot? Like, is there a lot of pain? So you have a hernia, uh. and it was all about oil. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! So two episodes in, we're getting taken off of YouTube. Great. Are you racking your brain for more conspiracy theories? Because I'm I'm trying right now. I'm, I'm dry. Uh, yeah, the frogs, uh, Return of the Frogs, gay. That was an Alex Jones one. Oh, They're making the frogs gay. You remember that? Dude, that's funny because I pulled up a video of him for Tika yesterday. Um, did you see the one where he's ranting about Justin Bieber? No, I'd love to hear his conspiracy theory on that. Oh, it's hilarious. Uh, yeah, I got, I got to send you that link. It's just like two minutes. And he's just ranting about how uh, the people today care more about Justin Bieber than learning about the world. And yeah, it's hilarious. I'll send you that link. He's a goddamn nut job. He's really funny. I did see an article kind of supporting his um, making the frogs gay argument, though. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a. I don't know what I'm talking about, if I'm being honest. And it's tough for me to Google because I don't have my glasses on. I can't see anything. I don't want frogs gay. I guess I'll Google that. Frogs gay. Okay. Alex Jones, top 10 health claims and why they are wrong. Maybe this is a good article to go through. All right. This is good content. I'm going to disable my ad blocker here. Just know that I'm doing this blind. I can't see. Pause on this you can site. Just put your glasses on for a minute too. No, can't do it. Okay, let's look at Alex Jones' health claims and why they're wrong. Ten, the government is employing weather weapons. That's not a health claim. Government is using chemicals to turn the people and frogs gay. <laughs> what do frogs why? and people have in why? common besides occasionally wearing top hats? As Alex Jones has claimed, both are supposedly the victims of so-called estrogen mimickers being placed in juice boxes water bottles and tap water to feminize people Mm, okay i mean okay so we're not going to go much further on this but i did see an article about something in water making frogs mostly female and i don't know how true that was i'm not gonna 
I didn't test the source. I didn't look into the source, but it was completely unrelated to what Alex Jones had said. And it was just some scientific article I saw on Reddit. I do have a part of me, I have to be honest, that I want, some part of me wants to believe those things. Because I guess maybe it's that there's, there's clearly something wrong with the world today. Think we can all agree that something's wrong yeah no, we're not well, doing people it right. in general yeah people in general are kind of i don't know how to say this I, let me just put it that way there's something wrong with the world today and and then when when there's an idea like that there's estrogen in the water or there's some sort of mind control thing happening some part of me goes yeah probably just yeah. without <laughs> With, without any uh, evidence either way, I really want to believe that sensational thing more than I want to believe the people that say, no, no, no. I just, I have that bias. It's, it's a big bias in me, I got to admit. So why wouldn't people with all the power that they have want to control the lesser people? Well, that's the thing. I think they do. And I think we, we can agree on that. But are they? That's the thing. And if, if everybody agrees with what you just said and I just said, anybody can make up anything. You can just make up right now. Uh, Obama is using the sun to make everybody gay. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good <laughs> you one. looked for so long for something to say. Like, what is Obama making people? And you're like, I got to tiptoe here. I got to be careful. Gay. <laughs> gay. <laughs> um, we kind of went down this path before on an episode that we had to delete completely because i think we went way off the rails yeah. and we were talking about conspiracies and then we were thinking about completely shifting the doubly negative platform and making it a place where we like research conspiracy theories and try to prove them right mm. um so we're kind of going down that path again and i'm okay with it well, I'm actually stepping back a little bit right now. I'm kind of admitting to the audience that if you don't like me saying that AIDS isn't real, well, I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying it's something that I want to believe because it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that we would like to believe that the people in power are manipulating us in some way shape or form it's, it's just like the way it just makes too much created sense. crack in a way to keep black people down it's the same as the when they did that and that's <laughs> it's, just, it's the same as what i don't want to i don't know if i believe this but i'm going to draw a direct comparison and believe that you've heard that one right yeah kanye west also believes the government administered aids that's one of the lines in the songs that's interesting too because those are two conspiracy theories that you cannot believe at the same time why so is that nobody can well if aids isn't real then how could the government make it and give it to black oh people? okay gotcha 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 i thought you were saying the whole crack and aids thing okay we're tiptoeing in dicey waters right now yeah fuck it i don't care so uh, I could uh, I could talk about a new YouTuber I found that I kind of want to praise and helping me a little bit. Go right ahead. It's this guy named Dr. K, but his YouTube channel is Healthy Gamer GG. And I think it was just uh, one of those related vi videos that came up. Uh, 
think the first video I watched was what to do if your partner has depression. And it just kind of caught my eye. I started listening to it. Anyway, this guy, he's a medical doctor. He's a psychiatrist. And, but he came from his, his background started. He was trained to be a monk in India for seven years. And then he changed and became a, a psychiatrist. And his, his specialty is in technology and video game addiction. Um, so I think when Nick was on, he was telling us that, that a lot of mental health professional professionals will specialize in one area, but they're proficient in a number of areas. So this guy, Dr. K, he specializes in video game addiction, but, uh, his, his wider focus is bringing Eastern philosophies to Western medicine. I was just hearing him talk about this, uh, earlier before we started the podcast, he was talking to this uh, Twitch streamer and he was telling him this, he's saying, a lot of a lot of what we say, but he's saying it with authority. He's saying Western mental health, uh, Western mental health views are very behind. Um, he was saying, for example, that if you're diagnosed with depression, a big portion of the medical community here will say, "Well, you've got that for life. You're going to be on SSRIs for life." He's bringing a different perspective to it and saying, "Well, maybe with meditation or just some sort of spirituality, something like that." He, he's saying that there's light at the end of the tunnel. So that that spoke to me uh, for obvious reasons. And I've been listening to him quite a bit over the last few days. And some of his concepts have already helped me. Uh, some of his practical advice and some of his concepts. So big shout out to Healthy Gamer GG. I really like the guy. I like the guy, one, because he's a gamer. And then two, I really agree with that concept that, oh, you have it, this is you. Because I feel like humans are very... Um, habit based does that make mm. sense like we get into habits we stay in those habits but you can break habits mm. and i feel like depression might be one of those things where yeah you've had it since you were a child but if you can kind of find something else and combat it that combative habit can kind of kill down the depression habit maybe mm. I hope so. Uh, the jury's still out on that for me, but um, but he seems to fully believe that, and he seems to have some wisdom. So, been going down the rabbit hole on him. And one thing I started doing that he recommended, and it's something we've even talked about in the podcast. I was meaning to follow up with you on this phone usage, but um, he gave a very uh, concrete way to decrease it in a very in a way that makes sense. He says, and you've heard this before. I've heard this before, but I've never actually done it. Don't use your phone when you wake up, right? But I think the problem with that advice is it's too vague. You say, okay, well, do I have to wait 10 minutes or do I have to do something? So he says, don't use your phone for the first hour after you wake up. And I've been doing that for five days. I like it a lot. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue that for the foreseeable future. Here's my problem with that. So I wake up with about... 15 minutes to spare before I have to get out the door. Mm. And then I put music on my phone or a podcast on my phone on the way to work. Does that mean I have to mm. drive to work in silence? I don't know. Maybe. It might not be the worst thing. There's a number of different options there. One is maybe it's just not for you. Maybe you find some other habit. Two, maybe you wake up earlier. Maybe that's not going to work. I don't know. Not going to uh, work. I've tried it so many times. Not going to work. Three, you do the silent thing. <sighs> yeah. I, I, of course, different people are going to have different 
lives and situations. But, but for me, that one's, uh, I like it a lot. What was working for me for a while, which I've completely abandoned. Um, you can set your sleep time on your phone. So the time where you don't get notifications anymore, your phone is just on sleep. You use it when you want, but you're not going to be prompted for anything that gets sent to your phone. And yeah, I had that yeah, set yeah. at 11 o'clock and it was working really well for me for a while where every night at 11 o'clock, no more notifications. I would barely look at my phone and I go to bed, but I have not actually adhered to that. It goes on every night at 11 still, but I dismiss it, turn it off and then keep going on my phone. So maybe trying to get back to that might be a good thing. Cause we talked about this last episode. I have not done anything to de- decrease my phone usage whatsoever. Well, that and that's what we were. I think we mentioned that in the podcast. And yeah, I we said about we were gonna Steve too talk about our numbers and see yeah, where we are I, a week later. Tempted to do that three or four times in my life, and it never works because I think it's maybe it's just not realistic. I don't think so. so. It so it might be better to have some sort of concrete way, like the way you just said, is kind of the 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 tail end of the day i'm talking about the beginning of the day but having something like that um for for me this one's realistic and uh yeah and that's another thing sorry uh i'm gonna tangent back to dr k for a second go ahead i really like the way he's talking about some things and um there was one video about what is motivation and he was kind of breaking it down into different concepts and in one thing in particular he said he doesn't like the the idea of some people are just disciplined some people just do it um the whole the whole instagram motivation mentality of just wake up just do it just da-da. he said well that doesn't work you have to actually look behind at what's causing you not to be motivated or whatever and i like that not to cut you off here but i feel like some people are just so blinded like Oh, just get, just fucking do it, bro. It's, it's not like that for everyone. It's just not. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's just not like it for any, for anyone, but it's, it's definitely not like that for everyone. And that's why I, I was kind of rambling. So it's good that you cut me off. I'm back on track now. It's not going to work. If you say just decrease your phone time, you can't do that. That's why, I mean, when we had our um, talk about that, we were both sincere yeah, I wanted to decrease my phone time and you did too. And as I've told you, I've had that discussion three or four times with different people over the course of my life. And we were always sincere. We said, this is a big problem in my life, the screen time. I want to decrease it. Here's what I'm going to do. And then a couple of days later, you fail. So that is what he's talking about. There is no just do it. It doesn't work like that. No, not at all. Mm. It's... um. I noticed myself even right when we got off, you try to rationalize it like an addict would. Yeah. Like when I pointed out with like you and the Kratom, oh, I can do it because I'm feeling this way and I haven't done it for a few days. So I can totally go and do that. Hmm. You stay off your phone for an hour and you're like, okay, I'm just going to go on it to check. It's been an hour. And then you end up overdoing it. It's just, uh, it's the same as any drug. I feel the phone is it's a serotonin booster. Yeah, that that's that's exactly what's happening. And that's uh well one more thing from him too. 
the the heart of that video what is motivation he ends up saying that what motivation really is is the ability to hold one thought in your head for an extended period of time so the gym is a great example when people are not motivated enough to go to the gym it's not because they don't want to go to the gym it's the same as us with our phones we want to decrease phone time it's their inability to hold it in their mind before it gets bounced out by another thought. So you wake up and you think I should go to the gym, but then you think it feels good to lay in bed, bounce. And that thought takes over. So you've got two, two variables there. One is your attention span. So meditation is going to help with that. Your, your ability to focus. And then the other one is uh, how strongly do you want that thing in the first place? So if someone who's really, really motivated, they just have that ability to hold that thing without it getting bumped out by other thoughts. And when we want to decrease our phone time, there's a lot of thoughts that are bumping that out. And there's, a, there's too much, there's, there's too many rationalizations. Like you're saying, it's, it's, you're exactly right. It's just, I don't know. It just seems impossible to do it, to, to just say, I'm just going to decrease my phone time. I don't know, maybe with a better plan or something, but really difficult. So my question is, how big is this guy? Does he have a lot of subscribers? Big? Uh, I want to say close to a million. I'm not sure. Hmm. I was going to say, what's the likelihood of us getting him on the show? Oh, dude, I would fucking love that. Uh, I'll, I'll try. Yeah. Well, let's, let's try to get him on. Why the fuck not? We did ask Bo Burnham to come on, remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> For those of you yeah. wondering, we did not get a response. He didn't respond. That no. asshole. Yeah. So I'm done with him. Do not watch his special. That's really good. Just ignore it. Disavow. Yeah, we we were all about Bo Burnham for a week or two. Yeah, I still I still visit the songs pretty frequently. Really I, I still I think I think he's a genius. He is. Mm. He's just so funny. So good. And funny. Uh, we'll see something new from him. Who knows? Maybe years or maybe less, but. Whenever we see something from him, it's going to be really good. You know that. Yes, and we can count on it being fantastic. But mm -hmm. we were just in that phase of let's just try to get someone huge on. We'll just throw out a wide net and pull in whatever we get. Dude, I think there's a chance he would do it actually because he's um. So he's got a YouTube channel, but he's a Twitch streamer. I think I think a lot of Twitch streamers do have this model where they spend most of their time streaming and then they clip things for youtube yeah um and he's got a whole series where he's talking to uh popular twitch streamers and i'm not familiar with them but i guess some of them are pretty big um and he basically does therapy with them live on twitch and then he clips it so i was watching a, a three-hour video of him giving therapy to some guy with depression it's fascinating man some of these are really good you're gonna have to send me that link i'd love to see it um but yeah. let's try to get him on the show yeah, especially because we have mental health in our taglines for this yeah. show, right? Yeah. So if he can see that, maybe we should clean it up a little bit. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's already good. But if, as long as he can see mental health there, that's that might maybe. I think it would make for a good show. And we could kind of dive into my FIFA addiction. That's good. Yeah, that's really good. Because I definitely have a FIFA addiction. Oh, dude, let's do what you were talking about. You remember when uh, in the last episode – you were saying how some podcasters will purposely say something for the clip. Let's do that right now so we can send it to him about your FIFA addiction. Okay. Um, 
I got to come up with something on the fly here. <laughs> All right. And you have to be really passionate about it. So Kyle, I'm struggling. What's going on, Chris? I, um, so I didn't realize it's a problem, but it's kind of, kind of sh- recently it's really come to the forefront of my brain and it is a problem. I find myself being irritated when I'm not doing it. I find myself thinking about it when I'm not doing it. Mm. Um, I have things that I can use to still play while not playing. I have an app on my phone. Um, I, I am fully addicted to FIFA. And I don't know how to quit it. I don't even enjoy the game. The gameplay is awful. The gameplay is horrible. There are so many other games I would have fun playing. But the way this game mode is built, I can play it whenever I'm, wherever I am. Every, every day, one o'clock, new content comes out. There's a squad building challenge I can do to get potentially get new cards, which I'm not going to get. But every once in a while, they give you that card and they feed that need. They give you the fix. You get to open a pack. What's going to be in the pack? Nothing. Nothing's going to be in the pack. But me, stupid me, thinks there's going to be something in the pack. And I don't know how to quit it. Every time, there's been multiple times where I've come to the end. I've told friends, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. I can't play this game. It sucks. It's just stringing me along. A day later, I'm back on. I cannot quit. That wasn't a good clip. I need to rehearse this or something. I need to well, no, that. no, because you were you were bringing kind of that joking energy to it. Yeah. But uh, but it's but real. True. It's, it's real. True, right? It's so real. It's so real. And I I know that too. I've been there. That sucks. I know. I know exactly what you do, dude. I've done it with stupid games. Yeah. One of them. I'm. I'm actually embarrassed to talk about. Talk about it. All right. <laughs> but don't pull my leg here. All right. You know how? <laughs> I gotta talk about this. I'm so excited. I don't even know if it was a porn site or some sort of free movie site. But sometimes you'll get an advertisement pop up for a porn game. You got addicted to a porn game? <laughs> oh, no. I cannot wait to hear about this. Please keep going. It's the worst game, dude. Um, I should find out the name of it. I don't remember. It was earlier this year. <laughs> so- no, 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 no. Last year. It was when I was home. I think when I went, when I, when we met for the podcast, I think I was playing this game. So you were coming over with a fresh nut rubbed out. I never jerked off to it. It's not even a sexy game. Well, it is, but it's not like you've got a different mindset when you're playing a game than when you're jerking off. So the game I'm playing has these naked chicks on it, but I'm not aroused. I'm just, I was addicted to the, the dopamine hits of the game. <laughs> addicted to a foreign game. This is amazing so so describe the game set the table for us okay well yeah yeah um so the game was you're a porn mogul and uh you're hiring these porn stars and uh it's just like any other leveling up system you get money from your income streams and uh you have to invest so it costs this amount to make her a webcam girl it costs this (laughs) amount to make her uh, a stripper so i think you know the model it's 
it's just leveling up. The whole thing is just leveling up. You level up to make her this level and then you level up to buy another girl and then you level up to, and the, the thing is, it's so repetitive. There's not even any real reward except you move on to a new location. Like it starts in Miami and then Vegas or something like that. But something about, there's just so many bing, bing, bings. And I think that's a big thing about, uh, the, the science of addiction and how they engineer the mobile games and stuff. It's like objective it's about, based. So yeah. oh, if I do this, this, and this, I can get this. Okay. And yeah. once I get this, I can do this, this, and this and get that. Yes. And they're more addictive, the more things they have like that. So that's why some games, it's really confusing when you first start playing, you're like, why does this game have four currencies? Why does it have gold coins? dollar signs diamonds and you know what i mean because yeah different things throughout okay every 10 minutes you can click this and get 100 coins every one hour you can click this and get two dollar signs or whatever and that's just to get you to open the app because that's all they need to get their cash yes yeah and anyway this game had that type of system and it was so stupid but like i think it was probably a month or two i was opening this game regularly and just trying to level up and like you in FIFA, there's no, nothing's going to happen when I get to any certain level. There's no reward yeah. at all. So why am I doing it? I don't know. So the reward for me in FIFA is my team gets better, potentially. Mm -hmm. I like playing FIFA as it is. I played this game a lot before I even joined this certain mode. So the mode I play is ultimate team. And every day at one o'clock, there's like a squad building challenge where you can take certain cards you have that you're not going to use, put them into this puzzle, and then potentially get a good card, but potentially not. Um, they have objective-based things like, oh, there was Classic Cup. That was the most recent one. So you win a certain amount of games, you get a pack. You open that pack, what's in the pack? It's like gambling. And same thing, like you can buy packs with coins, you can buy packs with money, which I haven't really done. I mean, I've, I think I've spent like $20, 25 bucks on like actual FIFA packs. Just spend a lot. It's not that much money. No, some people spend oh, a lot. Oh, I thought you said you spent a lot. I was like, 25 bucks is a lot. Um, no, I was reading a comment the other day. Some kids spent $8,000. Yeah, I've heard of that. And that's probably not even like the top guy that spent money. No, I try. I, the way I, I don't spend money because I know this is FIFA 22, right? For the year 2022, there's going to be a game in 2023 and everything in FIFA 2022 is going to be obsolete. No one gives a fuck. So why am I going to spend money on something that I can't even carry over and bring forward with me? You know, I was actually addicted to the same thing you're addicted to right now, just in FIFA 17 or 18 and 19. I, I played it for two years and I was addicted to it before Pete was. Yeah, me and Pete got in the same year. Before Pete was addicted to it, I was doing it and I was telling him about it. And he was like, no, I just like to play seasons or something like that. I think he was playing seasons. Yeah. Just and I was like, dude, online. you should try it. It's pretty fun. And it's so I was, fun. I was, um, the funny thing is, and I don't know if it's worth explaining it more, but basically you've got the FIFA game where you're actually playing uh, the, the matches 
where you're playing the gameplay. But then the whole thing Chris is talking about and that I, I was addicted to too is cards. It's a play, it's a trading card game. You have cards that make up your team. So you, you spend a whole more time than you spend playing the game, probably for me anyway. You spend buying and selling and trading and trying to get these cards. So what I was doing was I had a work from home job uh, in Texas and I was playing this in 2015 or 16. And I would spend hours buying, uh, what was his name? Oh, there's some guy that played for AC Milan. I forget. Lathan? Anyway. Nah, he was one of the lesser players. You would still know him, but I can't remember. Uh, Pato. Just... No, earlier. Fuck. I don't know. Anyway, I would buy him for 600 coins, and then I would sell him for 900 coins over and over and over for I hours did that. just because I, did I that wanted to make more coins. Witzel this year. Mm. I did that with Witzel for hours to the point. So I have to verify my account every couple of games now because they think I'm a computer. Yeah, because you're just trading constantly. I haven't been doing that. It was when I didn't have a lot of coins. I still don't have a lot of coins because I have no self-control. I'll buy packs, I'll buy players and whatever. But I was buying Witzel for like 900 just buying every single one I could. So it yep. made it so there was none of those available. And then eventually it would go up to like 1300. So then I would yep. sell them for 1300 and just keep doing that over and over and over and over and over again. Antonio Cassano, by the way, I just found him. Antonio Cassano as a throwback. And uh, yeah, so I understand this. But the funny thing is, and you already understand this, is there is... So yours is a little bit more justifiable because at least there's some sort of goal. But once you reach that goal, there's like a second or 10 seconds or one minute of satisfaction. And then it's onto the next one. So I really wanted to buy like a team of the week Rooney at the time. So I needed like a million coins. So I'm making these, I'm grinding 300 coins at a time, just trying to get that Rooney. And I finally got the Rooney. And when I did, it was like, and like you said, the new FIFA is going to come out in a few months and then it just doesn't matter at all. So it's just, and the end thing is how much are you actually enjoying it? And what you said is like, you're not really enjoying it. And for me, I wasn't really enjoying it. There was something going on in my head where, it's, it's a kind of enjoyment, but is it enjoyment? I don't know. I can't really describe that right now. You're, you're in it more than I am, so maybe you can talk about that. Yeah, so I just kind of want to touch on the whole saving up to buy cards thing. So right now, the way FIFA's evolved, probably so much so since you even started playing, um, the power curve increases on a weekly basis. So I get a card that's nasty. Like, wow, this card is fucking amazing. Give it oh, two weeks, and then another new card, come out. new cards yeah. come out, and that card's obsolete, so you have to keep grinding and getting better cards. Oh, that makes it so much worse. So if I take, like, a week or two off and come back, people in my team, like, I'm just behind, and I'm just going to get shit on by everybody. Fuck that, man. That's, that's shit. I've been it lucky. wasn't like that when I first started. There was, there was cards that were good at the very beginning of the year that were good all the way to the end of the year. Dude, so by, like like three months into the game team of the week cards don't mm. matter wow team of the week cards i don't care so what about your base cards you're just your base like gold cards they're not viable i have one in my team and i'm trying to get rid of them 
they, they just can't compete against? No. Really? I have I have Mbappe, and he's the only gold card that's can even compete. And he just sucks compared to the really good ones. Yeah, well, I'm sure there's well, a, like a team of the he's, week Mbappe. He's, or, he's, uh, yeah, there's a team right. of the week Mbappe. There's a headliner Mbappe. There's a team of the year Mbappe now. But I haven't gotten wow. those, so I have to deal with gold. And he's still really good, but that's about the only gold card. Like one of the like the second best gold card goes for like fodder prices at the at the at the moment. And this isn't even what we're talking about, but uh, back to the money thing. I would love to see the numbers. I don't know them, but I've heard about people spending multiple tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands on those packs. And uh, one thing that I think is not even debatable is whatever money they make for selling FIFA. What is it? 50, 60 bucks at the time. It means um, nothing. What people are spending on the packs. Way more than the base game, right? Yeah. I, 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 I wonder how much they're making from the packs. It must be millions. ridiculous. Millions, yeah. millions, millions of dollars. And it's designed to be addicting and like kind of like gambling. Like, oh, yeah. I buy this. I could get something. And it's designed that way. Yeah, they actually study addiction and do what they can to make it as addictive as possible. Yeah, they have people Absolutely. that they employ to make it more addictive. Yes. It's fucked up. Mm-hmm. So we got to get this guy on. Back to that. How we got off on this whole conversation. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm definitely going to draft a message for him today. Good, good. Oh, dude, I'm feeling so full. I keep burping. I don't know if you can hear it, but no, okay. no, luckily it's a, uh, it's a problem. I'm like uncomfortable right now. And people can probably see it if they're watching on YouTube, if it goes up on YouTube, but uh, Jesus Christ, I ate way too much food. And those kind of yeah. binge thing I didn't eat during the day, ate way too much at night. We I was talking about this whole thing too, with, with Steve, I had a call with him yesterday and like, I think whenever I drink or eat a lot of unhealthy food, some part of me is forgetting about the consequences. Like some part of me knows that I'm going to get a hangover if I drink a lot, but some part of me completely forgets it and doesn't care or something. And the same thing with the food, right? I don't know if it's a forget. It's kind of like a, I understand, but it's so worth it. Like in the moment, especially when you're eating it, you're like, this is so good. It's so rewarding. Same thing with food, alcohol. It's rewarding. Like I feel good right now. Like I'm dancing. I'm feeling, I'm feeling fucking good right now. It's because I'm doing this. I don't care the repercussions. And then when you get those repercussions, it's like, oh, why did I do that? I can't do that again. Then a couple of days later, you're doing the same thing. It really fascinates me how how our brains make those calculations because it just seems so not worth it logically at all but, uh, not worth it at all yeah. when when i'm eating really unhealthy food i don't even enjoy it all the way through there's a i think it's an economics term it's um uh marginal utility or something like that marginal benefit something like that the first bite is what you're talking about it's, uh-huh. it's great amazing and then the second bite is a little bit less and then by the end of whatever i'm eating i don't even really it's not giving me any pleasure anymore. I'm just eating it to finish it. Yeah. So sometimes I've had the experience where I'll, I'll like have a craving for some food that I really want. I'm not even enjoying it after the first couple bites. 
and then it's going to punish my body for a day whatever it's that worth it no it's not but our brain tells us it is before we have it and i think that's like for us we've talked about it before where we fast and then at the end of the day it's i'm gonna just stuff my face with whatever i can get my hands on you get to a point where that stuff is way more appetizing to you like you can be on this whole health kick and then you'll get to a certain point where you're so hungry the easiest most convenient thing to get is the most appetizing yeah like i can go cook something for myself that's going to take time and effort or I could go to Taco Bell and get a burrito mm-hmm. for a dollar in minutes. I think that same thing that the Dr. K said that I was talking about with motivation. I think that it's kind of helped me reframe that. Maybe I can start looking at it in that way. It's the motivation thing. It's that ability to hold that one thought. And um, yeah, if you're fasting all day, you're trying to make an effort to diet. And then all of a sudden you got that strong craving for that Taco Bell burrito. That thought is just so powerful. It's so fucking powerful. Maybe, maybe if our goal is to try to try to make that, try to overcome the strength of that thought, maybe we have to come to understand why it's so powerful and what we can do to gain some sort of an edge over it. I think Um, it comes down to giving more power to your initial thought. Because for us, when we have that first initial thought of I'm going to fast, I'm going to be healthy, the longer you hold on to that thought, the weaker that thought becomes. Because you have other things pulling the power away from that thought. You know, for in this, in this case, it's hunger. So you have that initial thought when you're not hungry, you're feeling motivated all of a sudden hunger creeps in and starts taking that power away. Like, oh, maybe you could, you know, just a little something, you know? And then by the end of it, that original thought is so weak and picked apart because that hunger feeling is telling you it's okay. You need this. You, you fucking need something. You need sus- like some food, get some food. This is the easiest way you can get it. Go get it. So it's not letting power get taken away from that initial thought i guess i think that's one way i think there's so many different variables there so i think that's one of them the power of the initial thought the power of the competing thought your ability to hold focus and not let thoughts come in um what you could possibly do. There's, there's some habits. Um, some people say you're feeling really hungry. You, you drink a full glass of water, something like that. So that, yeah, I've heard I that. guess there's other things you could do there. Um, but I do think the power of the initial thought, but then the, the problem with that is how do you increase the power of the initial thought? You just have to want it more. What do you, what do you do about that? I really wish I knew I'd be a lot yeah. better at holding that initial thought and not giving into the talk about craving. <laughs> Um, I, that might come down to just motivation, the drive behind the initial thought, why you want to do the fasting or the eating healthy. I think I'm going to send you the video I was talking about because he'll, uh, he'll, he'll explain it a lot better than I can remember. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's, he's saying that a lot of what we've been taught 
and a lot of what immediately comes to mind is kind of bullshit, kind of a myth. Um, and he specifically talks about wanting it more, just doing it. Um, he's coming at it from, I think, a, a mindfulness perspective. And, uh, and it's, uh, I wish I understood it more myself. I'll, I'll just end with saying that. But I'll, I'll yeah. send you the video. Please do. Um, I think, like you, you kind of hinted at it earlier, but meditating will kind of help strengthen that, like, want to stick to the initial goal. He mentioned that. He mentions that in pretty much every video of his. And uh, it's that, something that, I haven't done in a while. That's a big part of why I'm being drawn to his stuff right now is because I've been increasing my meditation time. And uh, so he's, he's kind of validating what I've been doing. And also, yeah, so it's, yeah, man, I, I really recommend you got to dude. Um, buy Sam Harris's app. Yeah. Did I tell you I did that? You've been, you've talked about it a few times. You like it? I love it. It's so good because not only does, so meditating without anyone talking to you is inherently harder. I think it's very good and I still do it sometimes, but having someone talk you through it, it, it I think it just makes it easier. Yeah. Um, having a coach through anything. And he's also the way he's structuring it. You're learning stuff. Like I thought, I thought I kind of knew what meditation was, but now that I'm getting into like day 50 or whatever it is, or no, I, no, it's, it's only day 30 ish. Um, there's, there's a lot of stuff I didn't know. So it's, it's a course you're, you're doing, a, he, he says to do it one time per day, but you can do as much as you want. And he's really, really knowledgeable about it. And it, it's just really good. I highly recommend it. I was looking into the ones on the VR headset that I have. There was mm -hmm. one I tried out that was like, all right, but not really what I was looking for. They had this whole thing where you could track your moods. It would ask you, all right, how are you feeling today? Anxious, blah, 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 blah. It list all these things. Like on a scale from one to 10, how are you feeling? All that jazz. But like it took you through this whole thing after you put in how you're feeling and kind of catered the experience off of what you put in. And it was kind of meh. It was a demo. I read mixed reviews on it, but there's this other one I was meaning to check out that I haven't yet. But I don't know if I like the idea of virtual reality meditation because in my head, meditation is closing your eyes and focusing on just where you are and not what's going on in front of you. Cause I, I feel like it kind of counteracts what the actual goal is. That's my first feeling too. Uh, yeah. Without any knowledge or real basis, I'm immediately just very against that. It seems very gimmicky extremely gimmicky yeah and it seems to me like one of the goals or one of the things you're doing if you're meditating is getting away from stimulation like and that's all that's doing is extreme stimulation that's what it seems like to me yeah. that's why i was kind of meh on the whole thing yeah and that's why i even um for a while i was uh when i first started really getting into meditation i was against guided meditations i thought meditation's got to be pure it's got to be you just that's it. Um, and some part of me still thinks that that is um, more beneficial in some way. So I don't, I sure don't think I you're wrong. You're not yeah. wrong. And I don't think you doing the Sam Harris app is taking away from getting that pure meditation experience. But I don't 
I feel like this is kind of like a, like you said, it's a course, right? Mm. So when you're in college, so for instance, me going to school for IT, I went to school for IT. I learned what I needed to learn. I don't need that anymore. I'm going off learning stuff on my own, doing that. So you're kind of building the baseline with that Sam Harris app. You're not going to need to use that every single day. You're going to be able to say, okay, I, I know like what I'm doing and you'll learn more on the fly going forward. Could be. Yeah. And at the risk of this turning into a full advertisement for him. Um, no free ads. What it, <laughs> what it helped me realize was uh, I thought, I thought guided meditation was very simple. It was some guy or girl saying, breathe, breathe in, in, breathe out, feel the muscles in your face, relax, release all tension in your stomach. Da, 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 da. But he's actually guiding you through insights. And when I say insight, I mean things like he says, um, next time you're distracted in thought, recognize the thought. What happens to the thought? And he's getting at this idea that the act of recognizing a thought, and so, so you, could, you could have a thought and go down a train of thought and you're lost in thought, or you could look at it with, with full awareness. When you do that, it goes away. And the same thing happens with feelings. When you have like some sort of negative feeling, if you fully look at it and you, you get mindful and you look at it, it goes away. And uh, I think that's something I kind of heard logically, but I've kind of learned it more very recently. And that's, a, that's an insight from Sam Harris. And there's, there's some that he's talking about that I don't even understand yet at all. He's talking about how you have no head. He's like, so when I'm meditating, he's like, try to find your head. And I'm like, well, of course I can't see my head. I'm inside my head. Yeah. But he's, he's really talking about something right now. And I can tell he's talking about something very important, but I don't get it yet. So I'm excited to learn it. So, so what I'm getting at, I'm, I'm talking about this whole thing roundabout, but I thought guided meditation was guided. Here's what you do. It's like guiding the process of insight, which is really valuable for me. Yeah, maybe I will buy it because I need something to motivate me to do it more. And I think even talking about it now has motivated me. I'm going to do it before bed tonight. I'm going to, in the yeah. office, I'm not going to bed right away. I'm just going to turn the lights off in here and get to it. Yeah. All right. Minutes. Yeah. I need to get back to it because it's been a while. It's been a little bit. Hmm. I have no idea how long we've been going for. That's the one thing I realized halfway through with Audacity. I think we've been going for over an hour, though. I think so. Yeah. You know, I'm burping. My stomach's not feeling great. So I think maybe we can wrap it up. I ate too much food. Yeah, it kind of felt like a natural moment there anyway. Yeah. I hate to cut it short, but I just not. I feel like I got to lay down something. Yeah. Um, I don't have any hey, well, words. Just no? to go back to that thing for a second. When you meditate, I don't know if you're going to use guided or whatever. I will not. Take so a... you tell me. Okay. What, what Sam Harris has said in a couple of the, the last ones I listened to is says, feel the sensations of your body. So you feel whatever. But if, if you're feeling that physical discomfort, I was doing this today or early this morning. Really examine it. Really feel what that is. So I was, I was having heartburn when I woke up and I was meditating with heartburn. And I was really looking at it. And the weird thing is, the more I looked at it, the more it went away. Um, and so we were doing guided meditation. Uh, I did it with Tika this morning 
And I started with really bad heartburn in the middle. It went away for like seven minutes. And then when meditation finished, it came back. So it could be total coincidence because that's kind of the way heartburn works anyway. It comes and goes. But it was very interesting that the more present I got, the more it went away. Could happen for you. I'll try to focus on that. Little mm. side note, I've had heartburn once in my entire life and I didn't know, like I've never experienced it before. And I thought I was having mm. a heart attack. Awful. Heartburn is very intense. Sucks. I still got I was, a little bit right now. I was like, what the fuck is going on with me? Am I dying? Because I'd never mm. had it before. And when I had it, it was really bad. I only Just had this it hot that, acid coming up. I only had it that one time. So what do you got right now? Just gas? No, it's just my stomach feels just overly full, but it's not because I haven't eaten in hours. So maybe Bloated. it is. Yeah. Now you got your period. Yeah. I'm going to drink some grape juice and go yell at Michelle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, buddy. I'll let you get to it. All right. I will talk to you soon. I love you very much, Kyle. I love you too, Chris. All right. I will talk to you very soon. Okay, see ya. Bye.